You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about rivers of living water in today's lesson, specifically the river of power. The power of God is a very particular flow that the Holy Spirit enables believers to operate in. Let me read to you from Ephesians 3.16, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. That word might is also translated power. It is the word dunamis in Greek, and it means the inherent ability, capability, ability of God to perform anything. So this is a tremendous thing for you and to me to receive. This word might is the same one that's found in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power. There it's translated power in the English Bible. Uh, You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, in the widest sense, this word may be taken to include miracles, both physical and moral. And I want to dwell on this for just a minute because it seems to me that believers, depending on what camp they may be in, get into a ditch here. There is a power to be changed morally, and it is an amazing supernatural power. I would argue that people who believe in the supernatural works of the Holy Spirit for today have a tendency to overlook this. Then on the other hand, there are people who believe only in the moral power of God. They have a tendency to overlook the physical power of God and manifestations. And the Holy Spirit does both. In other words, He empowers us to be different morally. He changes us on the inside, giving us victory over horrible habits and lusts of the flesh and things that have been in our families for generations. He cleans us up and gives us the ability to operate in holiness and in purity. That is a supernatural work. That is the moral power of the Holy Spirit. And i got to tell you, it's very important. But there is also a physical power, meaning that God has equipped us to operate in supernatural abilities that only the Holy Spirit could bring about. God gives us power. Now, this is the element that set Jesus apart from all those who came before or after him. It is his ability to function in power. You know, the prophets, especially in Isaiah, at least three different places said that the Messiah would open the eyes of the blind. As much supernatural work as God did in the Old Testament, it's interesting to note, there's no record of any blind person ever being healed. Uh, The Bible says there weren't any lame people present in the, uh, uh, the group of Israelites who left Egypt. 
Uh, but it doesn't say that anybody blind was healed. Uh, it said that the healing of the blind would be something the Messiah would do and the opening of deaf ears. And you see that in the book of Isaiah. Uh, so when Jesus began to heal the blind, immediately people began to call him son of David, which is a nickname for Messiah. Them being Jewish and they knowing the scriptures know that one healing the blind is not an ordinary prophet because nobody in Israel had ever done that before. And that's why Bartimaeus cried out outside Jericho, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's calling him Messiah because he knows he has been healing the blind and he's asking for his healing. And so uh, we see Jesus anointed with amazing power. And this is why Jesus was different than all who came before or after because he had unlimited access to the Holy Spirit. Uh, listen to John 3.34. For he whom, this, whom God hath sent speaks the words of God. Now, that, now that's very important too. A lot of times we overlook that, but Jesus came to teach, to communicate. A lot of people go to church and say, oh, we had a great service tonight. What happened? Well, we didn't have any preaching. Uh, and I remember being young and stupid and saying that very thing, as if preaching was somehow less a work of God than, say, a prayer line. But I'm telling you that receiving the Word of God under the anointing of the Holy Spirit is just as big a supernatural work as a, a supernatural healing. We don't see that, but it is the case. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives not the Spirit by measure unto him, meaning Jesus had all the Holy Spirit there was to have. That's why everywhere he went there were amazing miracles. We don't have but a few of them written down. The Father loves the Son, verse 35, has given all things into His hand. So He gave Him, He trusted Him, He gave Him all of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, gave every gift of the Spirit to Jesus. Now let's look at that. I want to take you to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to look at this list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus had all of them, with the exception of two. He didn't have tongues and interpretation of tongues because uh, they came in, in the dispensation of the church. But let's read Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know, a lot of people today are ignorant of the Holy Spirit's gifts. If you want to see the Holy Spirit work in your life, make yourself familiar with the gifts of the Spirit as they are recorded in the Bible. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, even as you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will call Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now, what I want to say about that is the gift of the working of miracles was very, very prevalent in the ministry of Samson. But he didn't have working of miracles like Elijah did. And he didn't have working of miracles like Jesus did in the way that he healed. Samson did not have the gifts of healings. So we see the gifts of healings being very strong in the New Testament, whereas the working of miracles was more prominent in the Old Testament. So even though these are the same gifts, they operated differently in different people as the Holy Spirit willed. They operated in diversity, 
in differences and diversities of activities. But it was the same God who worked all in all. That's why you need to read and study the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Recognize what each gift is. For to one, verse 8, is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. In other words, God reveals a supernatural piece of wisdom to different people. Uh, you know, not long ago at uh, a retreat that I do for pastors, I looked across the table at a pastor that I knew had just made a transition to his son. And I knew that he was uh, dealing with what is he going to do next because he's still got years of fruitful ministry left. And the Holy Spirit just showed me some things to tell him. And I saw it in a flash. In fact, it would take me 10 minutes to explain what I saw in maybe 10 seconds. That's in the realm of eternal and spiritual things that the Holy Spirit operates. That's why in a flash you can see something that takes you quite a while to explain. And I said some things to him that he wrote me a card later and said, thank you so much. That really helped me. I didn't do that. That wasn't me. That wasn't my great insight. That was a gift of the Holy Spirit called the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. Now, the word of knowledge is a totally different thing. Not long ago, it's, it's been a decade or more uh, back. So when I say not long ago, when you're 70, it's not long ago. Uh, but uh, I was finishing a prayer in uh, our church. I had preached my sermon. I was praying. And as I was praying, I had to stop. I said, I'm not done yet. I have, there's somebody here that you work in a family business and you were fired this week and you have no idea what you're going to do for a job and how this is going to work. And the Holy Spirit gave me this word. Don't worry. This is for good because God's plan for you is to have your own company and God's going to open doors for you and you're going to be blown away how he's going to take care of you. Now that was both the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is about a present or past condition. I said, there's someone here who just this week was fired from a family business. And later on, I found out that, yes, indeed, there was a man. In fact, he told me about this less than six months ago. And he said, that's been a dozen years or more. He said, that word changed our lives. And he said, on the very day that we came to church, was just a few days after I had been fired by my father, and God opened up doors for us to have this brand new business. So I had a word of knowledge about the firing, but a word of wisdom about his future. All right? Uh, to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Now, the gift of faith is what Daniel had at the lion's den. It's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had in the fiery furnace. That was an incredible supernatural faith. Neither one of them, neither group, worked a miracle. They received a miracle. That's what the gift of faith does. Um, to another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Notice that the word gifts is in plural, meaning that someone who has an amazing ability to pray for the sick and the sick recover may have success only with certain cases. Some people uh, seem to be able to pray for people who have digestive issues, or maybe uh, they, they pray for people with cancers, and for whatever reason, statistically, they have more success with praying for a particular condition than to do others. It's because it's called the gifts of healings. To another, the working of miracles. This is an immediate suspension or superseding of natural law. That's working of miracles. To another, prophecy. 
That is the ability to speak an inspired word in a language that everybody knows. To another, discerning of spirits. That's an amazing supernatural ability to either see into the spirit world, to detect the presence of a spiritual being as in an angel, or even seeing the Lord Jesus, or demonic things. Or possibly to understand and discern the presence of those things, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Those tongues and interpretations are done in public. Those are public ministries of tongues. But the one and same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So these gifts of the Spirit are not things that we purpose to do. They're things that the Holy Spirit enables us to do. And He equips different people in the church to do these things. We shouldn't be surprised at this because Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, or verily, verily, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Now, how in the world does anybody do a greater work than Jesus? Well, anytime you lead someone to Christ and they receive Him and are born again, or you pray for someone to receive the Holy Spirit, and they receive, you just did something that Christ couldn't have done. He was not able to do those things because the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Nobody was born again during the preaching of Jesus. It only came later. That's a greater work because the New Testament had to be set in place. The high priest in the New Testament had to be seated at the right hand of God. The blood of Christ had to be taken before heaven's mercy seat. God had to forgive sinners based upon the shed blood of Jesus. He had to raise Jesus from the dead. That's why we couldn't be born again before Christ came to do His work. So when He said, you're going to do even greater works than me, that's what He had in mind. Now, I want you to think with me on this one and track with me on this because a lot of times we don't think things are happening supernaturally. The greatest miracle that could ever happen to any human being is to be changed inwardly, to be born again. It's greater than a crippled person walking. It's greater than a blind person being able to see. It's greater than a deaf person being able to hear. Being born again is the greatest miracle of all. We minimize it because we can't see it. And because we can't see it, we think it's only symbolic. It is not symbolic. A person being born again is a genuine supernatural change to the spirit. And even though you may not see it, the effect of it is undeniable. And it is a real bona fide miracle. And for that reason, many people miss the greatest things God is doing. Because when people are born again, it's even greater than the miracles that Jesus did when he walked the earth. The greatest miracle of all is your spirit being changed. That's all the time that I have for this message. But we will pick up here again next week. And I hope you'll join us then. See ya. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.